To all our U.S. listeners, have you made a plan to vote yet? Make sure you've got everything you need at BallotReady.com and make your voice heard. Kay Jasmine is a 20-year-old Bahamian creative. Her Instagram page is full of makeup looks that are far from the norm, with the intention of opening doors for many after her. She has been featured on Allure magazine and many popular Instagram pages. She inspires many with her looks, and maybe one day we'll gather the courage to recreate one ourselves. Here's our conversation with Kay. The You and I podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro, and thank you so much for listening to the You and I podcast. Waking up about 9, 10 o'clock, knocking a makeup look out the way because I suck at doing makeup first thing in the morning, and knocking out everything I have set to do, so just like, you know, um, checking my schedule, if I have any, like, homework chores, stuff like that, get that done early by at least 11, and then sleep and eat the rest of the day. That sounds good. That sounds, that sounds... Pretty chill. kind of like a chill day, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Yep. I don't know. I've been struggling to actually get work done before 11. Do you have any advice for that? <laughs> it's just, it's a mindset thing, honestly. Um, even though we're in quarantine, I have to like force myself to wake up at like 6, 7 o'clock every morning because if I don't, my whole day would just go away and I wouldn't have gotten anything I want to get done. So it's a mindset thing. And also, I have this um, schedule thing my mom taught me. So you set out, if you know what your days are going to look like, you set out a schedule. So at 6 o'clock, you know, you have to um, brush your hair. At 7, you have to make breakfast, stuff like that. It really helps you keep me on track, like, in keeping my days structured. So for that method, do you have to, like, be really, really, like, detailed? Like you said, like, at this time, I need to go take a shower. At this time, I need to go go make breakfast. Because I know sometimes people schedule things and it's more so, like, big things, but you're describing something that's more like like you have to schedule in like a like things that you're actually doing yeah it's it's a smaller it's a smaller victories that lead to the big one and i find that um even though i may not stick to it necessarily i know in my head that like at six o'clock this is what i'm supposed to be doing i may not follow it every day but it's good to have some form of structure in your life so no matter what you're doing whether it's being home in quarantine being at school or being at work you have a mindset of like you know when i set out to do something that is the goal to get it done five minutes in dropping gems already (laughs) okay but for our first question what is one makeup item you feel as if everyone should have like your holy grail that might be hard for a makeup artist i I can i can think well Outside of Instagram, I don't wear makeup a lot. Now, I don't know if this counts as a, a makeup a makeup product, but I generally cannot live without lip gloss. I, I honestly, I feel like it's the same for a lot of people. Yeah, lip gloss is just amazing. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? My favorite lip gloss. Mm-hmm. Um, my 
my favorite lip gloss is this Bahamian owned brand called well I have three well they're three they're three different clear lip glosses but they're from three different brands Bahamian owned and I love them so it's Jador yes that's I love I know what you're talking about I lost style. mine and I wanted to cry that's really really good if you wanted to like stay on all day um Kai Beauty also has this other one it's clear and I think it's called crystal too I'm not sure but it's the clear one literally the best gloss ever but when it comes to scent and something that I like reach for like most often now is this um, brand called daytime beauty it's our clear lip gloss called peach snaps and it literally smells just like peach snaps I put it on just to smell it <laughs> it's really really good I feel like the smell is key the smell is key in lip, in lip products and makeup products. And they're all under $10. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh Wait, gosh. seriously? I think the Kai Beauty one might be 12 but they give you um, the packaging for it is pretty big, so it lasts you a very long time, and they're really affordable and really, really high quality. Okay. I know what I'm doing next, later today. <laughs> um, so what sparked your passion and your interest in makeup artists, I guess. Well, well, that's me assuming that you have a passion for makeup. So what is yes, your passion and what sparked that passion? Um, my passion is basically anything creative. And speaking of creative, I've always been a creative child. I did art, I did music, I did dance, really anything that leans more toward the creative mind. I write, I love reading, things like that. So. When I was in the 12th grade, we had class pictures, and the girls, I watched all the other girls get their makeup done, and for graduation pictures, they got their makeup done, and I did my makeup myself. I didn't really know what to do. When I saw how like pretty the makeup was, I wanted to learn how to do it on myself, because I'm a very self-sufficient person. If I don't have to pay somebody to do it, I will do it myself, or I will learn to do it myself. So... Then I started doing that, and then in 2018, that was back in 2016, by the way, 2018, I started being introduced on Instagram to like more creative, more out there, colorful, like transformative looks, and I fell in love. And from there, that's when I know that no matter what I do in my life, makeup will always be a consistent thing. I like that a lot. I don't know. I've been trying to do my makeup a lot. I just kind of go into spells. I do it a lot sometimes, and I don't do it. So I don't know, what advice would you have to people that are into makeup and want to do like more explorative colors, but then at the same time doesn't want to fully commit to like beating their face on a regular basis? Um, I, when I first started my makeup, I had basically two moods. There were people who said I looked like a clown and said like my style of makeup was weird because back then it wasn't as prevalent in the Bahamas as it is today and it's not very known so I, on one hand I wanted to stop doing it all together and kind of like stop doing makeup but on the other hand I wanted to prove them wrong and show them that I could or like I wanted to prove to them that you know this style of makeup could exist here in the Bahamas so um I would definitely recommend to anybody practice makes perfect you don't have to do what I do but there are so many different makeup styles, like genres, well, you say genres of makeup out there. So you can always try to include just a little bit of uh, like pops of color, just instead of putting on regular foundation once you're done, put on a pop of like pink in your inner corner, or just try to experiment. And just 
like look and see if you can gain inspiration and a big tip that I would have for people who aren't super huge in makeup and want to like explore a little bit is get into graphic liners they're definitely trending now and they're so easy to like add to a like a simple look you can just take it to the next level without doing too much I say practice makes perfect in anything especially makeup how do you like what is your what are your steps because I know like people have different steps and like how they do their makeup do you have like a defined like list or like order you have to go in um I hate this question <laughs> um, wait why because <laughs> different okay i do different styles of makeup if you look on okay. my instagram you see the really out there looks and you see like the softer glam looks and you see the barely there i do basically it all so it depends on the style of makeup it depends on um like how i do it because i mean some times where i would do my brows first brows then eyes then face or I just do face then brows then eyes like it's it really depends um, I don't have a, a sad step to say I do this every single time I do my makeup. It switches up because I'm always trying new makeup styles. I'm always looking at how other people do their makeup and trying to incorporate that into my ever-changing routine. All right. I like that. I like that. So especially like during these times, um, with, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, women, a lot of black women now in the makeup space. There was a recent post you mentioned about Jackie Aina and how she supports the black community. We see you as a makeup artist, not only opening that door for young women of color, but also for those in your island. So do you plan on using your platform to inspire Bahamians? Um, what is your platform? What are you trying to do with your platform? Um, when I first started doing makeup, I didn't think much of it. But as I started to get more into it, more and I started to like 1,000, 2,000, which wasn't that much. But surprisingly, a lot of people told me that I inspired them to just get out there and like explore social media in general because it wasn't a big thing. And a lot of people was telling me how I inspired them to try makeup or just like ask my opinion on simple things in makeup. And I didn't realize the impact that I had. But... Then my platform started to grow and I started to get more recognition internationally. And then I thought about it and I was like, there are a lot of people, especially in the Bahamas, who we think because we are such a small country, we don't or we won't be able to have the opportunities as other people. So I started to think and my MO for my entire brand in general is if I can do it, like Bahamians can do it too. And I love finding new Bahamian artists. Um, just like makeup artists, um, song artists, anybody, any Bahamian creator I could find and push their content because I feel like the Bahamas deserves to be in one of those top countries that people say like, you know, you find makeup artists just as simple as YouTube. You can't get monetized here in the Bahamas because YouTube realized that there's not a market for creators in the Bahamas is because they don't, they didn't take the time to know. And because they're not going to sit here and look at us, we're going to make them look at us. So by me having a platform and bringing up other behemoths around me, it kind of gives us a, a stronger voice. And the more we grow, the more people notice us in the Bahamas is more than a tourist destination. We have creative people and it could be a career. Yeah, you went off. You went off. I, I couldn't agree more. Do you mind describing your relationship with art and have you always loved it and enjoyed it in the past? Yes. Um, like I said, I did dance and music. I, my mom isn't, well, my mom did art. She's a really good drawer. She loves drawing. And my dad is a musician. He plays the guitar. 
So I got the best of both worlds and growing up I've always been an avid reader as well. So I love anything that has a creative branch. I played six plus instruments growing up. <laughs> um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Coming from a person who has never been like musically inclined, that makes me jealous. Like I, I like my mom tried with like the piano. I've tried with like the guitar, and like nothing has ever stick, st- stuck. Rather, so you being able to like do six. What were, what were the six? Let us know. Uh, I played the violin, played mm. the flute, clarinet, cello. Um, what else did I play? Just was such a long time ago. I played the saxophone. <laughs> S5 and I started to play the trumpet and then I never finished but I just I don't know I really want to put myself out there I mean growing up that I didn't find I wasn't I didn't find makeup until like later but I just I started to play the flute and I was like you know what if I can learn the flute I'll just learn to play the other ones and I did my brother is like that he's very musically inclined and almost as talented as me <laughs> but yeah we are very um, creative family in general how do you, how do your Bahamian roots influence your everyday life and then your personal life? And I guess also, I don't know if you would classify your makeup brand, pers- um, like professional, but your makeup as well. Um, how does my, okay. In my personal life, I have friends who aren't Bahamian. I have, I'm in my friend groups, other than my Bahamian friend groups, I'm the only Bahamian that they know. So in in my head that I'm basically an ambassador of my country because how people view me is how people are going to view my country in general. Whether I like it or not, that's going to be their first impression of when they meet a Bahamian. So I try to use as much dialect, use slangs, and just be myself. I don't feel like I need to change who I am. I am very proud of my Bahamian roots and I anybody who knows me, who works with me, I love talking them being a Bahamian. When I'm on social media, I consistently use my flag or repost people telling them that I am a Bahamian and, you know, this is my country, this is my culture. I love sharing pieces of my culture with my friends and even my actual Bahamian friends. I love, I just love, like, speaking with them, like, heavy dialect and just, like, enjoying Bahamian food and in my family... My mom taught us, you know, there is a professional side, but don't ever, ever, ever forget where you came from. So I, even if my career were to take off in social media and doing what I do, um, my my Bahamian roots will always stay the same. I don't care where I go in the world. I will always be an ambassador for my country. So yeah, it, it, it's integrated heavily into my, my personal life, my professional life, um, my social life. Any, any and every way I can incorporate Bahamian, I will. Even using Bahamian brands in skincare and makeup products, I, I love doing it. A lot of my friend groups are based in America. So I guess like how, like what is your background in that sense and how does okay. your friend and social group kind of work with that? Well, I was born and raised in the Bahamas. I'm still here. I go to university here, so I'm surrounded by Bahamians. All my family is Bahamian, both sides. So I have, well, I grew up around a lot of Bahamian friends, but as I got more into social media, I started learning and meeting new people. And I meet a lot of like makeup creators. I meet a lot of music creators. 
and I do um, try and put myself out there that way and I meet like a lot of um, international people if you look on my Instagram some of well majority of my recent looks have been collaborations with other people who necessarily aren't Bahamian so I have a very eclectic group of friends I try to you know keep in touch with my Bahamian side and then I try to keep in touch with like my social international side per se so I have I know a lot of people that's the best way to sum it up I know a lot of people <laughs> a little bit of a personal question kind of just diving more into colorism but I saw you had a live with one of your friends I was watching it per okay. usual and um, you both kind of touched on the idea of colorism and I just wanted to know how do you feel as colorism has affected you and your brand previously and how are you planning on confronting these negative ideologies towards dark-skinned girls okay that is a very loaded question <laughs> yeah I'm so sorry <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm glad you're asking these kind of questions. And it hit home because um, in my family, we have a lot of light skins and we have a lot of brown skins and then we have a lot of dark skins. I fall into the brown skin category. My sister, older sister, she falls more into the lighter skin. Also, my cousin, they're really bright. So, and I also have best friends. Um, my best friends are more light, like lighter than me. I, okay. For, let's speak on the live. Let's, let's unpack this piece by piece. Talking about the live, um, as you can see, Angel is obviously very much lighter than me. And we were just kind of comparing our experiences, um, especially with like relationships with the opposite, opposite sex, just like, you know, like, like romantic relationships. Um, it will be easier for a light-skinned girl to pick up a guy versus, oh, especially a black guy um, versus someone of my complexion if you ask the average guy and not just generalizing but if you ask the average guy um what do you want his child to look like the most of them most of them probably going to look and say i want my child to have nice hair i want them to have a, like a nice skin tone you know what i mean there are certain stipulations and if you look at these um instagram couples we've been fed it so much most of these instagram moms or girls they're like a way lighter than me they're probably like my skin go up they may be black, but they're also like so much lighter. And then um, they we've been fed in social media that lighter is always better. So, you know, it kind of played on my self-esteem growing up as well, because um, there were a few times in my life where I would go to my dad crying, saying, like, if I was just lighter, I would have been cuter. I would people would have been would have gravitated toward me more. People I probably would have been my friend more and I even oftentimes found myself um, comparing myself to my old sister just because she's lighter and I think that you know guys would gravitate toward her more it was it's still definitely a, a, a self journey that I'm going I'm working towards and learning to love myself love my skin tone and loving to work my skin tone getting into beauty let's just um, sidetrack um, when I first started doing makeup there were little to none of the makeup artists or YouTubers, and I think y'all know, if y'all were OG people on YouTube back in like 20, 2010, 2011, you know all of um, um, Amanda Steele, Maddie Bragg, I don't know if y'all know who they are. Well, it was hard. Yes. It was yes. Hard. If you were, yes. you were, they were literally like, the lightest person I, I could find on YouTube was this, was like the color of my palm. So it was very hard to like find out about foundations and learning how face makeup worked and 
learning how because um, those girls didn't have hyperpigmentation they didn't know how to cover up dark circles they threw on a little bit of concealer and called it a day most of them didn't go through the struggles that I did and it kind of made me feel like if maybe if I looked like that maybe I would you know I could do better in my industry when it comes to dating lives I've had way too many encounters where guys would literally talk to me or get to know me or um, build a bond or relationship with me all to ask me if my lighter skinned friend or sister was single. I've been in too many situations like that where I've dated I've dated guys and then when they meet my peers or family members who are lighter than me, they would automatically just kind of like drop me as if I wasn't anything. Um, I think every Bahamian girl at one, every brown skin to dark skin Bahamian girl at one point have always, have, I mean have went through guys in school or people in school picking on them because of their skin color you know like carry a black hip ball you know things like that every day every day in school we didn't realize how bad it was affecting us we were children you know what i mean you could just cry about it and moved on but they didn't realize that that was embedding into our psych and even to this day i'm 20 years old and before i even look at a guy the first thing i do is i see the type like i look at the type of girls he hangs around with that is like that is an automatic me. Does he hang around girls my color? Does he hang around girls my size? Does he hang around um, more the light skins? What kind of hair texture does he like on Instagram? Um, what kind of people does he repost? And it's not stalkery, but it's just, like checking to see what kind of people he likes. I don't want to put myself in a position where he's gonna drop me and say no because you're too dark, or you just. I like to say you're not my type, and then like a week later they're um, they're looking at a girl who's lighter than me so it's really it really has affected me and especially in the Bahamas like people love to see colorism doesn't exist in the Bahamas but it does and oh, it definitely does yeah it does it sucks I know it seriously does too because it's a lot of negativity just personally t- up to this day I remember a couple of days ago I was having a conversation with one of my family members and they said oh you should probably yeah you should probably stay out of the sun a little bit you're starting to look like your dad like you're starting to look like your dad like oh you need, to, you need to make sure that you need to keep your mom's complexion I was like what's the problem like but I honestly I understand where you're coming from the people say that it doesn't exist in the Bahamas. It definitely does. There's a lot of colorism. There's a lot of isms that actually goes around in the Bahamas. There's a lot of colorism. There's a lot of sizeism. There's a lot of there's even like Oof, girl. <laughs> it's a big mountain, but it really is. I guess this is not on our question list. But your skin is glowing. I just have to ask you, what products do you use? I know that you said that you use Bahamian products. So when I go back to school, it looks like I need to stock up on some of the Bahamian products because. I always take them, and then when I come back, I, like when I'm over there, I run out. So I'm trying to see what works with my skin now and hoping that I can transition it to when I get over there. So what are you using? Um, I have very sensitive skin. My skin reacts very easily, so I try to keep it as natural as possible. If I can read the ingredients on the back of a product and I know what they are and they're not something super fancy, then that's when I know it's good for my skin. So right now I'm using Ocean Essence. I'm trying it out, but if I had to recommend any skincare products, just aloe and find yourself, get yourself some aloe, an all natural cleanser, 
a nice moisturizer and some serums i am very lazy when it comes to skincare and i don't drink water and i don't eat healthy <laughs> so i i try to keep it as plain and simple not too many steps i just i'm very very lazy but the ocean essence serums really changed my skin there's the um what's it called the the do the baby face duo i don't know they have a, like a duo serum the day and night get that I love that name right. though, that branding though, that baby face. I like the name. I think that's what it's called, don't quote me. It's okay, it's okay. Our next question though is how has social media affected your business and platform? Um, I don't know if you're on TikTok. I don't know like a lot of like a lot of makeup has like is on TikTok now. So like apart from that, but in general, how has social media affected your platform? Um I am a very private person, so if you check my social medias, the most you see is makeup, 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 um, activism, and makeup. <laughs> so I was more of an Instagram junkie. I love, like, even back then, Instagram has always been my main platform. I was on Twitter back in, like, you know, when, I don't know if y'all remember Shiesty, but, like, I was Twitter for Shiesty, <laughs> but... Now I find myself like trying to utilize as many social media platforms. I do have a TikTok actually, it's my Instagram name. But um, it, I've realized that one social media could definitely bring traffic to the other because my Instagram was growing pretty steadily when I was just using it by itself. But then I remember I back in December, January, I started posting my makeup looks on Twitter and then I realized that like my follower account was going up quicker because it's easier to blow up on places like TikTok and Twitter and it brings traction to your Instagram. So then my Instagram started like really go up there. So I was hitting like a thousand followers like in less than a week. So I went from like 3K to 4K, 4K to 5K. And then like just like finding ways of um, using, cause I put my TikToks, I put my TikToks and makeup looks on Twitter. Then I use my Twitter to gain traction to my Instagram. Then I post my TikToks and the posts I put on Twitter on my Instagram. So it's kind of like a triangle. I have a system going. So it's just finding new ways to like beat the algorithm. That's really interesting. You said that you're a private person. So I guess how is it like being a private person while being like while growing your social media? There's a fine line from being closed off from your audience and letting them know who you are. So um, my audience knows, I can definitely say that my audience knows me. They know the kind of person that I am. They know what I like. They know what I don't like. They, I'm very vocal when it comes to voicing my opinions. I think they know my personality and they understand me, but when it comes to personal things like family, friends, things I'm going through, they will never know that. But if anyone were to meet me in person, the same person that you see on social media is the same person you're gonna get in person. I don't, I don't have this social media persona to say. Um, I think I'm very much the same. And a lot of people tell me that um, once they like, really got into knowing me through social media i'm really the same i'm very down to earth and i'd love to let people know that and we also see that you're a content creator for shrine congratulations thank you what advice would you give to a young makeup artist 
who would like to follow in your footsteps, kind of get themselves out there um, and achieve those amazing milestones? My my main thing I would say is the one thing that held me back for so long was my mind. I would constantly, constantly um, tell myself, you're from the Bahamas, you know, like, don't expect this to blow up or... You know what I mean? Like, don't expect, like, don't get your hopes up too. Like, don't, you know, get your hopes up. But one thing I'll tell anybody who's trying to, quote unquote, follow in my footsteps is know that you deserve every good thing. I'm going to say you deserve every good and bad thing that comes in your life. Good because you deserve it. You worked hard for it and you have to put in the work. But bad because for every every bad thing isn't bad it's a lesson there's a lot of mistakes that i've made and had i not made those mistakes i would not be where i am in my career even though it's just starting so take everything in a stride take everything as a lesson and put yourself out there if you want to work with a brand that you think will never notice you tag them in every single post in every single instagram story they will not come to you make them see you do not be afraid to have confidence. I was so scared to have confidence. I didn't want to seem overly cocky or I didn't want to um, seem like I had it in the bag. But I had to teach myself that, like, you may not have it in the bag, but you people wouldn't be watching you. People wouldn't be supporting you if you weren't good at what you do. And if you don't think that you're good at what you do, make yourself. But you lack in talent. You, work, you make up in discipline and you make up and perseverance so make them see you give yourself a voice if no one's going to give it to you life life doesn't hand things to you you take life by the reins and you drive life the way you want it so i hope that's that i, oh, I love that thank you motivational speaking that was so good <laughs> you got me here because i'm always a little scared to post things on instagram and stuff because we are working to build our platform as podcasts. we're making the deliberate step <laughs> yeah. to do better <laughs> i want to comment on something you said a while ago with how you said that your personality is consistent i will 100 percent agree with that because i watch you from when i watch your different lives when you went live with a different makeup creator from when you were alive with your best friend that very much you're like overall persona stayed the same and even from your content and just now in our conversations it's just all the same so you're just like a very consistent person i see that like i don't know because there's always a lot of people that like to switch up and i'm just like i don't know which one is really you like i don't know how to approach you like that that's good work yeah (laughs) but that i agree with what you were saying and i guess one of our questions was what is your why like what drives you you know that question is or have you found so your why? Yes, I have actually, and I feel like there isn't just one why. There's always going to be multiple whys. So the best way that I can sum it up is, why not? Like literally, why not? I'm good at what I do. I help people. People help me. And not only am I building a brand for myself, I'm opening doors for people younger than me or people in the same field as me, so why not? Just as simple as doing this podcast, you know? This could generally start a blow-up career for someone else. So 
why not the late nights um, coming up with looks? Why not recreating someone else's looks to give them traction? Why not simply reposting someone when they really need it or just not even need it, just giving support? So at the end of the day, I'm a Bahamian. The average jobs in the Bahamas are like doctor, teacher, lawyer, you know what I mean? Accountant. It's very rare you see a Bahamian in the Bahamas say, I'm an influencer and I make money and I do stuff, like real opportunities. We we love to we love to see it around us, but we we never think to bring it home. So why not bring it home? That's like there's so many ways I can answer that, but I think that's the best way that I can. Why not? I love that. Um, just for general knowledge, what are you studying right now in college? I'm studying media journalism. Oh. And um, another question that we had was, what will you be focusing on in 2020, both professionally and personally? Personally... One of my goals for 2020 was to push myself, have more confidence, and get rid of... I'm an, I'm an emotional hoarder. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be upfront and say that. Um, I'm very... I love to hold on to people, things, and experiences. Even if I know it's bad for me, I try to cling to those good experiences. And, like, this year, I, I definitely let off a lot of baggage. I feel a lot lighter. Personally, I cut off a lot of people i made a lot of personal decisions I, I love to make decisions and think about how it's going to affect everyone around me instead of me but I made a lot of decisions for me this year professionally um, I'm going to say professionally social media wise I started off the year with less than 2,000 followers my goal was to hit what I'm hitting now at the end of the year my goal is to hit 10,000 at the end of the year and I surpassed that goal in two days i'm i literally just hit 15k today that i i amazing <laughs> congrats thank you i still don't think i deserve it <laughs> i still don't think it's real i think this is a sim and the sim is gonna break essentially um but i think that i'm gonna push because i never saw myself past 10,000 followers so this is really foggy for me i have to kind of like rebuild my new year's resolutions if that makes sense so I used to worry about follower count and where I'm going, but I know that I'm growing now. I have a platform, so the best thing I can focus on is perfecting my craft, becoming, learning more about the professional side of YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, um, just social media and like Instagram in general, because I didn't know anything about sponsored posts. I never saw myself doing a sponsored post, or I never saw myself being paid to do what I'm going to do anyway, post a makeup look or a product that I know I'm going to use, you know? So I, I think it's just me learning more of the management side of things and trying to push my creativity because even though I'm good at what I do, I can be even better at what I do. So using quarantine to practice different styles of makeup, practice just different styles of anything. I've been crocheting a lot too. I used to crochet yeah. when I was younger. Crocheting is that is crocheting fun. your hair right now? Um, no, these are passion twists. I do it myself too. Oh self-sufficient there we go we're all about self-sufficiency here i learned how to do knotless braids i'm still gassed about it but i finally learned did them yesterday it's, it's been great 
I want to learn how to do braids so bad. Oh, you should. Knotless braids are definitely easier. But I so can't. So definitely start with those. Oh my God! Send me a tutorial when you're d- when this whole thing is oh. done. I yes, was of actually, course. I have a whole I was YouTube. I gonna make a tutorial playlist. too. <laughs> I remember. Honestly, we should. Yeah, because a lot of people always ask me because I do my own hair. This is don't judge this look, but <laughs> I do like a lot of my own passion twists, my braids, and everyone's like, "How do you do it? Like, who who does your hair?" Is like, "Oh, I did it myself." They're like, "Can you do mine?" I was like, "I mean, I can." But will it want to? to do your own? There we go. Exactly. So I've just been helping a lot of my friends with their hair journey. So I, I say guess. start thing. I say start a YouTube. There, you hit it for me first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I kind of want to go back one. to what you were talking about, um, just like right now. And what advice do you have for anybody who kind of wants to be intentional with building their brand? I guess like us, people who want to, you know, do more and put more effort into what they're doing in terms of social media the one thing that people go wrong in social media is not having a niche um a niche is like basically that side of youtube i have a niche even though i'm pretty eclectic i practice every style but i do have a specific thing a theme i like to stick to so um, I would say just find your pocket, you know what I mean? Do your research. And people don't think that you can research social media, but you can because the algorithm for each app is so different. Learning the best times to post, learning your audience, because I could have easily, during this whole Black Lives Matter movement, I could have been silent. But that's not what my audience wanted. They wanted to hear from me. They wanted to hear my opinions. And they wanted to see me support something that they support you know i have people i have black people who support me i have white people who support me i have jewish people who support me i have so many different people so the best thing is to i would say educate yourself research and read the room because there are some things that you can post but it may not be the right time you know like j cole j cole released a song at the peak of i it still baffles me. Like, black women are really trying to fight for their rights, and you're going to tell us to sit down and just, like, stop being so emotional? And We're fighting no against that. Collected her and collected him, rather, in, like, a minute song. Did you guys hear that? I didn't hear the song. Oh, I heard my it, gosh. On Twitter. It's, like, a minute long. <laughs> she just collected him. She said, no, we're not about to do this. Twitter in a minute. Read, I say read the room I'm and be genuine. Yeah. I say be genuine and, like... Um, learn your audience. I built a relationship with my audience. Don't ever feel like you're too good for them. When people DM me, we have full-on conversations. Like, I even have some of their numbers. I'm not even saying, like, I'm famous or anything. I would never, ever think that. But it's just, like, being a super genuine person. If someone asks me, what do I use on my edges? Or what's my favorite serum? Just tell them. It's You, you know what I mean? So when you when you support people when you support the people that support you they're going to go so hard for you they're going to be like they're going to continue to want to watch you to any creators i say just be genuine in anything that you do the money is going to come the money might come right away or the money might come years later that is completely up to fate i say just do what you do and the good things are going to the good things are going to come to you who do you look up to in like the makeup MUA um, community? Mm, I used to look up to a lot of big names. 
but since this whole black lives matter movement i'm not gonna lie to you a lot of people truly revealed their their true colors a lot of people who i went so hard for it was disappointing to see the way they reacted to the movement or their lack of involvement or even if they were involved come to find out it was just a smoke screen to keep us happy and the funny thing is throughout this quarantine i met a group of five girls and i would say that i look up to them way more than i look up to these verified accounts because i watch because even before i knew them i followed them and i followed their journeys and to be friends with them now is inspiring for me because they continually uplift people they're not getting getting to know them they're and i dare say this they're 10 times the the like the good person than some of these big people are so my inspiration comes from people around me i love to have friends who are higher than me i love to have friends who aren't as big as me literally like my biggest inspo is people i like to surround myself with the people i'm inspired by not look up to people i want to be able to grow together that's a really good way to look at it i remember growing up i was always told like be conscious well actually i i can't even say growing up because i made some dumb mistakes with who i decided to let into my circle but i guess right now after i shattered a lot of friends and i'm going into like this new part of my life a lot of my family just been giving me advice is just like surround yourself by people that inspire you like don't be around people who does not really have the same energy that don't have the same intentions with you That's... because in some way shape or form in that relationship probably won't be beneficial for either of you because Very you're true. either gonna keep on trying to pull them along and they don't really want to be pulled they just want to stay where they are so just like you find people that kind of match what you're going for so i really like That's that advice <laughs> um and i guess where do you hope this journey takes you i love the idea of traveling i love the idea of experiencing new things so I really hope that this opens some doors for me to do some like major collaborations, put my country on the map, but not only that, but just to experience new things. Hope I get to live in a new place, like in a new country, um, experience a different culture. So honestly, whatever it takes me, I whatever they four I five <laughs> at this point. Um, we're actually getting to our last question. Um, but what advice would you give your younger self? Ooh, every time I get asked this question, I get super emotional knowing what I went through. So if I tear up, please don't. <laughs> don't think I'm weird. You're totally fine. Save space here. Yeah. I would tell my younger self that a lot of people come into, a lot of people that come into your life, they're going to leave. But you're going to be stronger for it. Don't be scared to walk a road by yourself. And don't be scared to walk in the dark by yourself. Um, at the end of the day, all you have is you. But be careful. Because there are going to be times where you're going to have to lean on people. You're going to need people. Don't close yourself off. Um, what I was in my younger self? That she's beautiful. 
She is so beautiful on the inside, on the outside. Her intentions are so pure. She's so driven. And don't let anything surprise you. Um, don't ever feel like you don't deserve what you got because every good thing that comes in your life you deserve you deserve what you got i would tell younger chrissy that you are so talented and you don't even know it you second guess yourself a lot you downplay how amazing you are so much and you're gonna see the people that you grew around or all the people you grew up to know you are gonna be so different you are you you are you are born different than what you were surrounded by and you're gonna look at the path to other people and they're gonna look so similar but yours is gonna be completely different everybody's walking in a path of black and white and yours is rainbows and sparkles and it's gonna look weird and you're gonna feel weird but it's your journey and it's gonna be so rewarding and there are gonna be times where you want to give up literally everything you want to you're gonna want to stop you're gonna want to delete and you're gonna want to rewind but when you push you add that little extra push behind all that fire is an oasis and you're gonna have so many oases in your life that and you're not gonna see it so you have to open your eyes and see it do not second guess yourself there are gonna be people who are gonna want to second guess you because they know your potential and you have so much potential don't let anybody don't let that negativity get to you protect your energy do not let so many people into your circle especially people that you know you know aren't good for you trust your gut because you have a very strong gut and your gut is hardly ever wrong you're gonna second guess it but it's never hardly ever wrong you are strong way stronger than you think you are beautiful no matter what people tell you you are literally beautiful inside and out you are so beautiful and you're going to keep telling you that you are so beautiful because you're you're going to wake up some days you're never you're not going to feel beautiful you're going to grow up with so much self-hate if you don't see how beautiful you are don't ever give up because you inspire so much more people than you know you you feel like you're not and you feel like no one sees you but there are so many people that see you like there are going to be a lot of people that see you so don't ever give up and that's what I have to say to my younger self. And that, I get a little crying. That was... I got a little teary, too. That was so... Wow. I feel like, like cutting that and just making it like my daily affirmation in the morning. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. I did it without crying. I feel so good. Yay. <laughs> you did it without crying. You made me tear up a bit. No, you I did. I you sent the tears over here. Oh, I feel I'm like sorry. I, we can all relate to either like a section of what you said, you know, growing up and growing up black and women as women as well. Especially. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for joining us on the UNI podcast. We are so grateful that you took the time to talk to us and the listeners. Aww, thank you for having me. This is my first interview. And honestly, I think this is going to be my best one. <laughs> and you'll have more. You're going to have more. You're going to have a I lot to see it. I Manifesting it for you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of the UNI podcast. 
If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook. New episodes drop every week on Monday. We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.